And welcome to Network, the show where we teach pastors how to effectively cast the net of the gospel. This is Scott Smith, your host, and I'm in the studio today with Steve Bonham. Steve, we're glad to have you with us today. Thanks for having me. Uh, This is really an interesting topic. We're going to talk about uh, building an evangelism strategy to evangelize millennials. And uh, Steve is one of the teaching pastors at Johnson Ferry Baptist Church in Marietta. Of course, uh, your pastor, I believe, is Bryant Wright. Yes, sir. Okay. And uh, recently, Steve and I got together because uh, he was working on D-Men through New Orleans, specifically around creating an evangelism strategy to reach millennials uh, at and through Johnson Ferry. It's, it was for Johnson Ferry. And, uh, and it really was uh, quite, um, quite, a, quite a, a set of revelations about not only uh, what it takes to reach millennials, but also how do, you, uh, how do you bring a strategy to a church that is largely traditional, maybe has a lot of you know, the baggage, I would say, that most churches have to some degree in terms of having to kind of think differently and, and even see people in a different light related to how they're going to be reaching the next generation and the next generation. And so uh, we really, really uh, were, were impressed with a lot of the things that Steve was bringing to the table. And so we're, we're happy to have him in the studio today. Uh, Steve, thanks for uh, driving over. Oh, yeah. Appreciate you having me. Uh, t- t- tell us a little bit up front. We just recently had uh, Steve Parr, actually, in the studio who wrote the book, Why They Stay. Uh, very popular right now across the state as people are picking that up. Uh, he and Tom Kreitz wrote that. Steve, as most know, is our VP of staff development here, uh, has a strong Sunday school background. And, and really, the, millennials is really a, a hot hot topic. Why all the attention on millennials right now? Sure. Well, uh, statistics, as many people know, are showing that uh, fewer and fewer millennials are involved in church. Pew Research, that is just a secular organization that just kind of looks at statistics relating to different people groups, and a number they recently came out with was uh, that the number's actually risen to 35% of millennials would state they have no religion, uh, no religious connection. And so uh, we're seeing higher levels than even previous generations, uh, even when they were young adults, having church involvement, claiming relationships with Christ, uh, seeing the value in Scripture and the Bible, and uh, and the numbers are, are even showing that uh, usually we think that young adults, they'll come back to church. Many go to church. They leave uh, church or, or they maybe even walk away from their faith during college but come back when they're starting to have families. But uh, kind of uh, scary statistics are showing that fewer of these millennials are coming back to church, even the ones that grew up uh, involved in, in faith. And so – there really is a lot of attention being given right now to how can we reach millennials. Here's a group of people, uh, for a lot of them, have no church background. They aren't necessarily hostile to church or the gospel, but they just completely have indifference. And so it's uh, churches beginning to think, how do we communicate the need of the gospel, the importance of the gospel, to a group that really, in a lot of ways, is is becoming an unreached people group, even in our country. How, how do you define millennials? I know, based on the article you read, you see that kind of move a little bit? So. Sure, definitely, depending on, on what source you're looking at. For my project, we kind of focused on those born 1980, 1980, 
2002. Uh, so really anywhere in there, and, and we even specifically looked at adult millennials, so that wasn't necessarily those that are in high school or even early college, but those who are kind of out of college up into their early 30s. That's kind of the, the, the general picture for, for millennials. Okay. All right. Well, well, tell us a little bit about, you know, you're bringing, you, first of all, you had to learn a lot about millennials and craft a strategy around it, but let's let's talk just for a second about who you're bringing this to now just describe for people Johnson Ferry sure so my project was i led 14 other staff members uh, for the most part millennials some generation xers to create this strategy and then we presented it to our church has an executive staff and then later we'll bring it to our elder board but uh, executive staff is comprised of all boomers and so uh, we mm. we put this uh, strategy together. Johnson Ferry is a great church. Uh, it's been in our community for a long time, 35 years. Our pastor is the only pastor of Johnson Ferry. And so just for years, we've had a great influence in the community. But as many churches, uh, even churches that are still doing well, we just uh, we're seeing some yellow flags come up that just uh, point to us needing to really focus on how can we reach not just millennials, but all emerging generations. Because I think the statistics, uh, while they're they're scary, we've got to realize that they're they're probably going to get even more intense as we look down the future at the upcoming generations, those following millennials. And so uh, some of the yellow flags, uh, attendance was a little low, not alarming, but at the same time, we have the highest number of participants at our church in the last year going on a mission trip. Uh, we might have uh, our average age of attendance slowly increasing, as many churches are seeing in their congregations. But at the same time, we, we're reaching the most amount of people we've ever reached through our sports and fitness league, through uh, our youth leagues, our even adult leagues. And so we've got these good things going on. But at the same time, we had some of these just cautionary flags that are coming up that just said, hey, we just want to be able to focus and start taking some preventative steps on how we can begin reaching millennials. Okay. Well, uh, I think a lot of churches are, are dealing with with some of that. Um, you're you're looking at a generation that's largely, if you look across a church on Sunday morning, a lot of them are they're not there. That's kind of the gap. Uh, let, let's talk about um, you know the, the the some of the likes and dislikes and some of the thought patterns and philosophies of the millennials that kind of typify yeah, them. Sure. So uh, one thing that's kind of scary for churches is. Usually our answer for millennials is contemporary, right? And, mm -hmm. and Johnson Ferry certainly has a great contemporary service with great leadership in that area. But what statistics are showing is it doesn't really matter if you've got traditional or contemporary. If millennials haven't grown up in church, they don't. They don't. That's not what's going to get them to come on a Sunday morning. Uh, so millennials, obviously, they're heavily influenced by pluralism, postmodernism. These thoughts that people can have uh, different views, whatever works best for you, um, whatever makes me happy. But at the same time, there's many uh, positive things that we see in millennials. We see that they're largely collaborators, that they want to make a difference in the world, that many of them desire community. Now, that community might look different than how you and I might experience community, but they still value connection, uh, sometimes a lot through technology, but uh, just some positive sites in, in the generation that, that can be things that churches can look at for how, how we can start reaching these folks. Okay. So um, let, let's talk about churches that are already, that may be in the process of your building this, you saw that we're already doing it well. What, what are some of the things you were seeing out there yeah. as far as so some some of the the research that really looked at uh, churches that were reaching millennials or connecting with millennials, 
it, it was things, sure, it was, they had contemporary services and, and things like that, but there was also, you saw a lot of churches utilizing things like mentoring and, and life coaching and, and just seeing that a lot of millennials have a desire for that relationship with people that are older than them. Uh, for a lot of millennials, you see a strong relationship with parents and respect for parents, and so many millennials, you hear about helicopter parents and that a lot of the reason the millennials are the way they are is because their parents were so involved in their life. So there are a lot of millennials that truly do value uh, older generations. So you see churches that are really putting emphasis on mentoring. There are churches that are really connecting through intergenerational worship, which uh, kind of goes against the flow of some of our churches that, that are, are almost trying to uh, segregate depending on age. So here are these churches that are really bringing together groups of people regardless of their age and, and, and point of life. You also see a lot of churches that are using community groups versus the traditional uh, Sunday Bible school method. Uh, so Johnson Ferry still uses, we call them SBS, Sunday Bible studies. But you do see a lot of churches, they're not just using community groups as just a, oh, this is our Sunday school, but it's a, hey, the reason you're doing this is to have a venue to invite millennials or other non-Christians who have really no church background and let's use the let's let's use the familiarity and the, the comfortable nature of a home versus a church building or a Sunday school class that somebody might not be open to attending. So let's create these environments. Some churches are even coming up with what are called like um, a third space, which is uh, office areas or community areas, coffee shop areas, coffee shop areas, places where people can come where they're really not associating in their mind church. But they're still meeting people. They're building relationships. And, and so churches are really starting to do some unique things to reach millennials and thinking outside the box. And a lot of what we found is, even with Johnson Ferry in this process, was churches just need to come to the point where we're willing to ask some difficult difficult questions and even to be willing to think outside the box a little bit on, on some things. Mm, okay. And, 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 and uh, in terms of of the millennials that we already have in our churches, let's say we've got, are, are, is there a difference? I mean, in other sure. words, can we go to the millennials we have and say, "Hey, tell us, tell oh. us what you like, what you don't like, what are you thinking about church?" I mean, sure. I think uh, it's kind of two sided. I think Relevant Magazine recently had an article that showed that while millennials are, are smaller representation in churches, you're seeing the level of their commitment. Uh, very strong and, and fewer nominal Christians, which I think is a real positive uh, sight that we've got millennials in our churches who are really taking their faith seriously and uh, and want to see those in their lives and other millennials in their lives come to Christ and be ex- uh, and be uh, shown the, the gospel, the love of God. And so I definitely think that we need to hear their voice. Part of our strategy, we interviewed uh, – uh, about 60 millennials at our church just to get their opinions. But then, um, so I think you definitely want their opinion, but you've also got the struggle that I think all generations that go to church experience. And that is when you're involved in church, you wind up your close friends go to church. You That's who you spend time with on Sunday. That's oftentimes who are involved in community groups. I know for, for us, we work in Christian organizations or a church, so we're around people at our work. And so we can even have those tendencies, and millennials certainly can have the tendency to create their Christian bubbles. So it's not only asking millennials for advice and 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 to come alongside church leadership 
to help create these strategies and to think through reaching millennials, but it's also encouraging them to really utilize where they live, work, and play to outreach. Mm-hmm. So, so when you came to uh, Johnson Ferry and you began the process of of uh, bringing your research to the table, doing some interviews, working with your team, uh, you, you had you had mentioned before something about a SWOT analysis. Mm-hmm. Would you share with people what that is and sure. then how it played into this whole project? Sure, that's really a big part of strategic planning, strategy planning, which was something that we were required to study for the the program, and I'm glad I did. But basically, you're looking at your strengths. You're looking at your weaknesses. You're looking at opportunities, but then you're also looking at trials. And the difference between a weakness and a trial, a trial is something that you maybe don't necessarily have as much control over. So at Johnson Ferry, you look at our building structure, and you would probably make assumptions about what goes on inside just based on our building structure. We've got the steeple. We've got the pillars, all of that. You would never know that we have uh, a prominent contemporary service where 50% of our people attend. But So that's that's just a trial. That's a nature. Of, of the beast at Johnson Ferry. Uh, some of our other trials were we live in a community where people are aging, where uh, they're less ethnically and racially diverse. We're in a community uh, with uh, a high level of uh, income. We're in an area, so we're in an area that's not really catered towards millennials. So that's that's part of a challenge. So something churches, I think, really need to look at is. Uh, what is the area we're in? What's our community? And I think for Johnson Ferry, that helps us to level out our expectations. We're not in a millennial community, so we don't necessarily need to expect to be overrun by millennials. But at the same time, we have 17 to 20% of our population that are adult millennials. And we have an area that we assume because of school systems, people will be moving into the area. And so we want to be open and we want to be prepared for when more and more millennials hopefully do move in to our area. But that's all part of the SWOT analysis. And that really helps to just uh, allow you and your team, your staff, elders, deacons, whatever it is, to really begin evaluating and asking difficult questions. And and we didn't do this, but uh, a lot of the research really talks to the importance of if you can bring in outsiders who can help with that SWOT analysis, who can see things from uh, we can be blinded working at a church or going to a church week after week and and something like even a decor issue. You walk by it every week, so we become blinded to it, but somebody from the outside might be able to come in and say, hey, that doesn't communicate welcomeness to uh, a millennial or an emerging generation, those kinds of things. We've had at a conference and also had on one of our podcasts a great interview with uh, Melanie Smolin, who runs Faith Perceptions, which I believe is faithperceptions.com. They send mystery worshipers uh, to your church. And that's that's what they do. They fill out a form or report. And not all these mystery worshipers are um, believers. They they they. As a matter of fact, if you said, "Look, I want you to send five millennials to our church over the next X period, however long," uh, they'll do that. And some maybe church, some not. You can kind of specify and and get their honest feedback. They fill out a form as honest as they can. They're not necessarily antagonistic at all. They're just. They may be clueless. They're yeah, doing this great. as part of it. Yeah. And so it's it's really a good thing. There's there's a lot of feedback that you can glean from someone who maybe is an outsider. Mm-hmm. Welcome back. We're going to rejoin the conversation we had with Stephen Bonham, who is one of the teaching pastors at Johnson Ferry Baptist Church in Marietta, who recently completed a doctoral thesis uh, in it was basically comprised of creating an outreach strategy for Uh, his church, Johnson Ferry Baptist Church, to evangelize millennials. Very insightful conversation. 
Let's get back to that conversation right now. You obviously went through everything with a fine-tooth comb and uh, in time came up with some very specific recommendations. Sure. Uh, Let's talk about some of those recommendations. Sure. So the way that we really started narrowing down, we had so much conversation, good conversation, and and you know you can't really – compile it all into one strategy, but you're thinking through these ideas, what's reasonable for our church, what could be done in the near future, what are things really for for uh, the, f- the further in, in the distance future. But uh, we came up with five goals, and that was really what then led us to start organizing a strategy. And so our, our five goals, I'll make sure I read them so I don't forget them, uh, but the really uh, divided them in first. How can we motivate and equip our members, our church members, to reach and engage with millennials? So with that, uh, we want to—we don't want to assume that our members are motivated. Many members at every church are going to be motivated. They desire to see people saved. But how can we motivate just the whole congregation to see millennials as our, and emerging generations as a mission field? And then how do we begin to equip uh, to reach this unique group of people? Uh, because it is different than reaching those who are Generation X or Boomers or the Greatest Generation, what what have you. Then number two, our second goal was capitalize on our church's strong global missions uh, program. And so that's a, that was a key. So I think one thing that's important for churches as they're looking at reaching emerging generations is what are you doing well and how can you use what you're doing well to reach millennials? And for Johnson Ferry, such a big emphasis is put on global missions that we, we really dove into how could we uh, capitalize on that. Then number three, we just looked at what are some simple ways that we could possibly increase attendance of millennials at our church. For this, we really looked at some of the in-house, what are some decor, artwork, furniture, just things that would make millennials feel more uh, welcome at our church. Then number four, we looked at how to engage, empower, and integrate uh, more millennial staff. So we certainly have a great group of millennial staff at our church, and and I think um, our boomer leaders and Generation X leaders really do value. But what are some ways we can continue to just uh, uh, give them that millennial voice at our church? And then finally, we talked about encouraging more millennials to serve at our church because when millennials are serving, uh, not only them, do millennials on the outside see the millennial serving, but our JF millennials that are serving are then going to feel more empowered, more called to go live out where they live, work, and play to outreach. And so uh, those were our five goals that really then we were able to start organizing and, and putting things into place and, and trying to get just a handle on, on a strategy to help us reach millennials. Okay. So in, in reaching those goals, you had some ideas. Uh, let's – you know, give yeah. us a peek into what you actually shared with the staff. I know. Yeah, yeah sure. So maybe uh, uh, one of our goals that I think I mentioned missions. So many millennials are uh, concerned about social causes, social justice, humanitarian issues, opportunities for volunteering. We even found uh, statistics from uh, even from your office that helped us in seeing how important that was to our community. So how can we use missions at our church to really connect with people? To, and so part of that is how do we inform our uh, people about the humanitarian side of our many mission trips. Obviously, our number one goal is sharing the gospel, mm-hmm. communicating the gospel, helping churches on the ground all over the world to, to minister to the people in their communities. That's our number one goal. But at the same time, we're meeting human needs, and we see Christ-met human needs all the time. So how can we communicate what we're doing to people outside our church and say, hey, why don't you come be a part of this? Why don't you uh, grab hold of here are some goals that we have for helping people around the world or helping people in our community and then uh, and, and utilizing that 
so that that was part of it. And then even in in house. Uh, when we were looking at how can we increase some uh, attendance at our church. So there we start looking at some of just the, the worldly things like decor and artwork and furniture and uh, really starting to ask the questions of are there any barriers if somebody was to walk through our door where they would think I'm not welcome here. Cause sometimes those are small changes that, that really uh, – uh, can can mean a lot. And so we just started looking at, is our decor focused more towards those who are boomers or those who are millennials? Or, or is there somewhere in the middle that we can find? And I think a lot of churches aren't going to be a millennial church, so we've got to find that gray area, that common shared area. Mm-hmm. How can we make our space a way that encourages community and conversation, uh, but also helps people feel welcome from all areas uh, of life? And so those were some of the things that we looked at uh, I don't know if that answers it does. the question looking, looking it does, at that. It does. I, I find it interesting this keeps coming up uh, as we talk about millennials. Um, and I've even noted that, that, that the millennials are so cause-driven and interested in missions and, and, and improving the community and making an impact, uh, living a life of significance, we could even say that, that, that a lot of churches are using uh, cause-driven ministries or uh, community connect points for ministry as the evangelistic vehicle itself on the serving side, in other words, they'll they'll make they'll announce uh, that that they're that they're going to do an outreach to the community. They're going to feed the homeless. They're going to uh, you know do some kind of a social type ministry, and millennials will come to serve in that who are not mm-hmm. converted. They're not believers, sure. and they hear the gospel as they work alongside other believers uh, because it's such a magnet. For for that gener- that generation, and then I find it interesting that uh, what you're talking about in terms of really looking at the environment. So let's say we do uh, some millennials do get onto the property, right? And and they they come to a service or whatever. What what kind of impression are we giving? And and uh, you, you just let a lot of people off the hook in that you just said we're not going to be a church of millennials necessarily. Mm-hmm. Most people aren't. But we're going to be in a church that in, and it includes includes millennials, sure. And it at least uh, you know reminds ourselves and them that they matter. They're part of mm-hmm. of the uh, of the body on the saved side and and part of who we're trying to reach and love sure. on the on the outreach side. And so we communicate that through you know sometimes the the the, the look, feel, smell mm-hmm. of the building, right? Yeah. The furniture, the way. The way things are laid out, so so. Well, and I like uh, so Dr. Parr and a lot of his books. I yeah. don't remember if it's that one uh, that you were just talking about. Why they stay, which looks at the millennials who have stayed in their faith, and so what are some of those common denominators? But oftentimes in his books, he'll he'll mention if if you've got a church that doesn't have any babies coming to the nursery. And so they just don't really have a nursery. Well, your first step is to provide the best nursery possible and expect that those babies are going to come. That's good. Um, and so I think it's the same with millennials. Even if you're in a church that doesn't have millennials uh, attending or they're not a large population, we still should be thinking, you know, well, what if they did come and and having and praying for that and, and having that expectancy. And I think a, a good thing for a lot of churches, and I think this is Johnson Ferry included, I think there are some churches that we just need to realize there are some churches that are not going to have millennials come really in their doors. They're not in areas of the community where millennials live. They're not in areas where millennials are going to be moving. So then the the question is, how can those churches 
realizing where they are, support churches that are in more millennial-saturated areas. And so while Johnson Ferry hopes that millennials will move more and more into our community, and we think they will, we still can look at what are some areas like Buckhead, what are the areas where we're really seeing a large group of millennials live, and how can we support ministries in that area if we have a kingdom vision of, you know, the ultimate goal is that millennials would come to Christ. Uh, how can we help those that are really in those millennial uh, saturated areas? And so I think that's also a good question. So maybe there it's funding or it's um, providing prayer or, or just resources, whatever it is, to help those uh, in those areas. So I think those are some important questions that, that churches uh, can ask regardless of where you are. I think one question on the mind along those lines, on the mind of our listeners, and it relates to the first goal. And uh, that you said was to motivate and equip Johnson Ferry members to reach out and engage millennials. You're talking about, for many churches, a shift in culture to start caring about the generation of millennials, to start being proactive in reaching those millennials. Uh, What were some of the ideas that you brought to the table there around moving the membership toward seeing and thinking about it? Definitely. Uh, Some of it was just uh, for our our pastor, who's great, uh, Bryant Wright to our churches so big on the Great Commission and missions and and to communicate that reaching millennials is part of the Great Commission. And really, even the statistics are showing, I think we mentioned earlier, that millennials more and more are becoming almost like an unreached people group uh, in our our culture. So if we can think through, if we can think uh, just as a missionary moves to a new community and has to dissect who's around me, how am I going to reach this unique group of people? We should be doing the same with with millennials and then other emerging generations. So part of it is just how a, a, a pastor or our pastor communicates that. And then we even looked at the importance of modern apologetics and how can we be uh, informing our people about the questions that millennials are asking. They're they're different. They're not necessarily the Lee Strobel questions of, uh, you know, how do I know the the Bible says about this and that? You know, how do you address a group of people that no longer hold that the Bible is truth or, or would say that they at best doubt God believes? And so you're really dealing with a different group of people that are asking different questions. And how do you answer those questions about what? Why does it matter uh, that you have your specific beliefs? Why? Why? Who? What gives you the right to say that what you believe is the truth? Um, and, and those are some tough questions. So I think those are, uh, as church leaders, things we've got to be thinking through. Of how can we really inform our people? If our people, uh, through outreach, we realize we're really having to shift outreach. And it's funny that we would have to shift outreach. You would think outreach would be out. But so often we think of outreach as here's the event for people to come to our church, whether it's a festival or it's a concert. So many uh, millennials no longer are coming to those things. So outreach truly is our our members, men and women and, and millennials going out in the community where they live, where they work, where they play and uh, living for the gospel in their relationships. So if that's the case, if that's the way we're going to reach millennials, then we've got to do all we can on the front end of preparing them because instead of pastors getting the tough questions or Sunday school teachers getting the tough questions, now you're going to have your church members who are out in the community getting those tough questions. Mm-hmm. And so what maybe it's us figuring out what are the books that, that we can read, what are the books that uh, – the apologetic books that we can understand. I know there are many apologetic books I can't understand, but <laughs> what are the resources that really could help the average Joe in our church to be effective in living for Christ where they live, where they work, and, and where they play? 
So that that was part of it. And so we kind of uh, constructed even uh, a curriculum, uh, which is kind of an easy answer uh, just for what, how to reach millennials. Really, when we, you mentioned culture change is what you need. So when you're talking about culture change, a step one, two, three is not necessarily the, the best answer. But at the same time, you need somewhere to start. And so maybe it's churches coming together. How can we put millennials really uh, in, in people's lens of, of this is a group of people that we need to reach. This is where they live. This is uh, who they are in our lives. Many people at our church have millennials, their sons and their daughters who are no longer involved in church. So make it personal where we connect with people that there are millennials in your life who need to see God in you and and we need to know how to talk to them, how to encourage them to uh, really investigate Christ, even if, if that means not at church at the beginning. So th- those are kind of different things that we looked at for that first goal uh, of motivating and equipping our members. Um, you know, our culture now is very image-based. Uh, do, do you have any ideas or did you offer any ideas around using imagery, video, Sure. So Johnson Ferry's got a great ministry team uh, that really just blows me away with what they can do. Uh, But a lot of what we looked at is obviously millennials are heavily connected to social media. But what we found through even some of the research is for for most people, when we think of social media, the first thing I think of is Facebook. But from what I learned, millennials, some of them don't even have Facebook. Uh, It's really all about Instagram, which is all image based. It's it's small captions with images, and so a, for a lot of churches and, and Johnson Ferry as well, we've got to understand the importance of communicating through images, of uh, publicizing through image, which means being less text driven, uh, less information driven. A lot of what churches are doing that are really reaching millennials are connecting through story. So how do you connect through celebrations through stories? While using images, how how can we do that? How do you show what's going on at your church through missions or through uh, local involvement, through images, through uh, those types of things? So that that's hard in that a lot of churches, myself included, are just catching up with Facebook and with Twitter. And now to hear that most millennials, that, that's even second uh, to, to something like Instagram, but that's something that, that we've got to be aware of. Um, in, in terms of... Uh in terms of uh, other forms of communication internally? I mean, are there any mm-hmm. other thoughts that you have in terms of, yep. c- you know, continuing to kind of get that mm-hmm. out in front of the culture without it being dominant yeah. I, uh, over every other subject you've got to communicate Sh- in a sure, church? Sure, sure. And, and and I know that that's the struggle of so many pastors is it's just one other thing that we're trying to communicate. There's so many important uh, parts of living for Christ and growing the body of Christ, and now you've got this component of trying to reach this uh, group of people that really uh, has many churches have found challenging. And so, for for a lot of the 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 just material on millennials and on churches that are really beginning to reach emerging generations, it's finding those few truths that really connect with people's heart, and you just you communicate them until you're blue in the face. And when you think you've communicated too much, that's when you're halfway there. And you're thinking, how can we communicate that through video? How do we communicate that through uh, through music? How do we make sure that every sermon is obviously gospel and Christ-centered, but also incorporates whatever the vision is of our church and the vision for how we're going to reach people? And it's not just millennials. I mean, you look at the numbers, we see more and more boomers that are no longer connected to church or to faith. 
you look at more and more Generation Xers that are no longer connected to faith or disinterested in faith. So really we're talking about uh, a lot of our nation. Rainer and Rainer, uh, they have a book on, called The Millennials, but in that book they look at uh, um, just every generation and how it's really uh, uh, just something we've got to look at with all people. And so how do we communicate that just over and over? What's the vision for how you're going to reach people in your community? And then find ways to communicate that over and over until you feel like you hit your people over the head with it. And mm-hmm. and um, I think that's where you really start to be successful. Well, it needs to be that urgent. Um, these stats are now coming to the surface, and, and I got some of these from the North American Mission Board. But – uh, across the entire Southern Baptist Convention, only 51 churches out of the entire 47,000 churches or whatever we have in the Southern Baptist Convention, uh, re- only 51 of those reported 50 or more young adult baptisms in 2013. Well, um, If you want to look at percentages in 2013 across the entire SBC, and this is all reporting churches, obviously those that turned in their ACRs, 89.2% of reporting churches reported two or less young adult baptisms, wow. which young adult would fall in that uh, millennium cate- millennial category. 82% of reporting churches reported two or less youth baptisms. Uh, these are these are horrible numbers. I mean, these are these are showing just a, a dire situation at hand in terms of reaching the next generation. And uh, what what you've produced, Stephen, in terms of uh, strategic thinking around targeting that group. It's on the minds of a lot of pastors, a lot who listen to this podcast, who listen to this radio show on GBC Radio, um, because we want to reach everyone with the gospel, obviously, because Christ died for all. And so um, in the midst of that, we we feel like this millennial nut is like hard to crack. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, wow, how do you reach millennials when they don't even know who Noah was? Sure. Right? Uh-huh. Or they haven't heard the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000, and we're trying to close a very, very large gap and move, in many cases, a generally, if not entirely ap- apathetic co- congregation, but one that is generally apathetic toward millennials just because they don't understand them. Mm-hmm. The, the, the gap's never been wider between you know, boomers and millennials mm-hmm. in terms of just the way they think. Um, so these are very, very useful uh, t- tips and strategies you, you've given today. I, I'm wondering if someone were to want to really dive deeper, what are some of the resources you came across that you can recommend? Sure. A good place to start. Rainer and Rainer do have a book called The Millennials. It was written in, I want to say, 2010, 2011, so it, it might even be a little dated for, for what's come out. Uh, one a book that was real interesting and uh, – the title is going to sound a little aggressive. I want to make sure I get the right name, but it's connected through that Pew Research. So that's the group of people. They don't have any agenda, whether than just other than just to report statistics of, of different people groups and and see trends. But there's a book by Paul Taylor in the Pew Research Center, and it's called The Next America: Boomers, Millennials, and the Looming Generational Showdown. And so, while that sounds aggressive, it really does show differences in in people. And I think it could be used by a lot of pastors just to help them as they begin to process because I know a lot of pastors they're boomers and and so it's hard to think in the mindset of a millennial and so uh, that's a good resource give one, us give us that title again yeah that sure it's one. the next America boomers millennials and the looming generational showdown and that looks at not just religion but politics it looks at money it looks at lots of different differences between boomers and millennials 
another book that I found just real helpful, and it's probably not a book that everybody's going to agree with every part of it, but uh, it's called They Like Jesus But Not the Church, Insights from Emerging Generations by Dan Kimball. And uh, it, this is a guy that really began asking difficult questions and the answers, and he began building relationships, very intentional relationships with millennials and other emerging generations and really began to uh, see what were the ways that were most effective in reaching them. And, and a lot of it goes to how can we go to them? How can we be a part of their lives and build those relationships? And then there's another guy many might be familiar with. His name's Kevin Harney, and he's got kind of a series of books on outreach, and their titles are Organic Outreach for Churches. Uh, then he's got Organic Outreach for Families. So he just looks at these different uh, uh, focuses for how we can start seeing outreach as and, and outreach for individuals. He's got that as well. So it's really how do we begin to see outreach not only as a church program, but as a lifestyle and, and living life on mission. So th- those were some, some good places to start. There's a lot of good secular books on uh, millennials, especially millennials in the workplace and how millennials have affected advertising and consumerism and those types of things. And while uh, somebody might not need to read those entire books, this still might give some good insight just on, on who millennials are, the way they think, the way they process, things that are important to them. Uh, so those were helpful as absolutely. well. Absolutely. This has been extremely helpful. Uh, and folks, we're going to be bringing more podcasts and articles from time to time around the subject of reaching millennials because it's just it's a little more involved, I think, than than what we're traditionally used to in terms of outreach strategy. And we're still learning things, right? I mean, this is uh, a lot of – I'm sure this was brand-new information for you, Stephen. Definitely. Um, so well, thank you for sharing with us today. Again, we're with Stephen Bonham. He is one of the teaching pastors at Johnson Ferry Baptist Church in Marietta, Georgia. And uh, he just created for his church uh, an outreach strategy to evangelize millennials, part of his doctorate uh, thesis. And he uh, put quite a bit of research into that, and uh, he's been able to distill some of that for us today. Well, again, this is another episode of Network where we are trying to equip you to better and more effectively communicate the gospel in and through your local church. Tune in with us next time. Thank you. You've been listening to Network, a program dedicated to challenging believers to cast the net of the gospel. Connect with us at evangelismga.com. Network is a production of the Evangelism Ministries of the Georgia Baptist Convention.